So up in Wisconsin, black man got murked. What's the framework? Better ask the young Turks. Never mind, just go listen to the lunch boys. They'll help you sift through all the white noise. See the police like to use all the death toys. Citizens protest even though it destroys communities and livelihoods. Here come the convoys. Uh, yo, yo. See the boys are gonna break it down in a way that makes sense. Make it real, real plain, even more than Mike Pence. Y'all were ready for the heat of this flow, so here's a guitar and enjoy the show. Uh. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Lunch Boys. I'm Ryan. I'm Jake. I'm Henry. And today we're going to talk about uh, what's happening in Wisconsin right now. Um, the city of Kenosha. Is that how you describe it? Or I was it? hoping that you were going to say like like a brotherly love. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's not Philadelphia. Yeah. So it, it uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, it happened again. Black guy got shot by the cops. Um, the, I know how to fix this, Ryan. What? Biden Kamala 2020. Fair enough. So first of all, before we get into the banter, I just want to let people know what we know right now. And, you know, the, by the time we finish this episode, there could very well be new information out and make us, and make us look like And probably another shooting. So. You know, probably. Um, so what we know at the moment, there's like... A few eyewitness accounts and two 20-second videos. And that's all we've really got. So what we know is there was a fight between two women. Uh, the police were called. This guy, Jacob Blake, tried to break it up, from what I understand. Then there's a really shaky video of him, potentially, maybe, but you can't really see, kind of being roughed up by some of the police and him maybe fighting back a little. He walks around a car while I think three or four cops have their guns out shouting at them to stop two cops. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, they good. So two cops grabbing at him, yelling at him, pointing guns at him. And he just keeps walking around the car, opens the door. And that's when they shoot him, uh, seven times at least in the back. Um, there have been conflicting reports on depending the article you look at. Um, saying whether or not he said that he's going to go get id or not uh but that's basically all i know he also had like a warrant out for his arrest but i i don't think they knew that when the altercation was going down so it's you know like that couldn't have played a role what in was what the happened arrest warrant for um uh let me see if i remember it was something along the lines of firearm violation aggravated assault and a sex crime if i remember wow that's a, that's assault a against bill. a cop yeah against a cop oh let me uh i can try to uh all right so he had uh according to the national pulse uh which okay um uh jacob s blake same age and with an address in the same exact block where the shooting occurred had a warrant issued for him on july 7th on pending accusations of misdemeanor criminal trespass to a dwelling with domestic abuse as a modifier felony third degree sexual assault with domestic abuse as a modifier and misdemeanor disorder disorderly conduct with domestic abuse as a modifier um, a support action was dismissed and the only other case that comes up is for not having a driver's He's license been busy. so like you know <laughs> <laughs> and again that like the warrant doesn't play into the shooting because i don't think they knew who he was like you know when everything went down um there's no nobody's implying that that's the case it's just a lot of conservative ink saying see look he kind of deserved it and <laughs> just such a terrible you know, so... the worst thing. Yeah, oh right? my god that's um, like the first thing that can i mean i'll wait but that's like the first thing that conservatives do when this kind of thing happens was did he have a clean record yeah well should have gotten eight shots in the oh, back yeah nope, it, not how that works um so and that's do we understand just, like oh, and also, the altercation in general so the only thing that i am aware of is that he was reaching for something in the car is that the moment that he gets hit yeah he he opened the car door and kind of like if I'm remembering correctly, he kind of leaned inside of it. It's hard to tell because yeah. the the cop kind of grabbed him, so he could have been pushed inside a little bit, but he also could have been leaning. So it's like, 
And, and again, the video is from across the street behind a window, so it is kind of blurry and kind of hard to see. Uh, would, at some would they parts, be a like, state clearly. that has um, vest cams? Um, I actually don't know that. But the only other thing we know is there has been, as is tradition, protests that turn into riots. Because of this, uh, we have seen car dealerships set on, or car dealership, singular, set on fire. Uh, a cop got hit in the, the head with a brick. Businesses have been vandalized. Um, and there seems to be a video floating around of a protester with an AR shooting three shots at an armored police car. Well, at the very least, they're in an armored personnel carrier, so they're good. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, episode 20, here we go, uh, <laughs> talking about the same thing we did on episode one. Um, I want to take a slightly different take, though. Um, I think, just to start off this conversation, I think from a utilitarian standpoint, in the culture where and the climate we're in right now, where the narrative is that every cop is a racist murderer, which I am sympathetic to as someone who is not a fan of the state, I think it is unwise to ignore cops with guns drawn at you and to go into your car. I think that is unwise uh, because they will do that to you. And I don't think it's a race thing on this particular one. I think it is a, this guy is based on available evidence. I think it's a, this guy just got in a physical altercation with us, you know, according to this fuzzy video. And now he's kind of quickly walking to his car. Uh, Who knows what's going to happen. And again, he shouldn't have been shot. They did everything wrong. But if the culture is saying that these people are out to kill your demographic. I don't get how you don't like take the abuse. And that's terrible to say. And that's just the nature of the state. But like, you have to step in line and like do what they say. Is it, does that make sense? To basically, else? I mean, I kind of agree in the sense that your only saving grace is to actually get it to court and deal with it then because they will take yeah. you regardless yeah, and, and they'll take you out if you don't listen to exactly, exactly. what they say. So what you have to lose is literally your life. What you have to gain is some court fees, but yeah. still like have on your principle, life. On principle, on like the libertarian principle, resisting an unjust kidnapping, which is what that is. If like you're actually in the right and they try to take you, trying to resist that is morally and legally just to me and like the libertarian world. But in the practical utilitarian world, like, is that the hill you're going to die, literally die on right then and there? Like, maybe don't, like, you just, the government is the government. You have to take the abuse sometimes to get out alive, I to guess. To be fair, and, though, like, these that's are terrible. emotionally charged moments. I highly doubt that their adrenaline is calm. So I would be scared yeah. to know how I would behave in a high-stress situation. I'm sure Jacob Blake, the guy who got shot, knowing he has warrants, is not calm either. Right. You know, so like it's just kind of on both sides, kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, Jake, yeah, your thoughts? I, I think it was, I think it was um, the Kamala Harris episode. Was it when I was? I said something like at the end of the podcast, just like if you get pulled over, just do this. Yeah. You know, like to me, that was a, a case in point. Mm-hmm. where it's like i'm the first guy to be like i hate the cops you know yeah. like and just i know people who know me personally um not everyone who listens to our podcast super knows me personally but just to differentiate like i hate the institution that is the police the arm of the state to aggress against the people and enforce laws that i didn't put in oh power. you don't you don't like that's it? why i hate the police <laughs> no um but especially if you're like a right-leaning listener um you tend to be those people tend to be more um their hearts are a little bit more ingratiated towards the arm of the state that is the police and the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard mentally to separate the institution from the individual. So just like I mentioned on a previous episode, like officer Brett, one of the most amazing humans I've ever been around the police. I hate them. So that's, it's just a different thing. Um, which, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's stupid because if I said I hate black people, but I like Jake, I hear your point. Um, (laughs) like, but, but to me, they're, they're different. And so, 
it's one of those well, things where regardless of whatever was happening in that situation, um, to me, I would have been terrified for my life mm-hmm. because especially in the current climate that we're in, I know I am heightened whenever I'm around police officers. Yeah. And so if, especially if their weapons are drawn, I'm even more heightened towards police officers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put my hands above my head. I'm going to get down on my knees. I'll lay out on the ground and sprawl out whatever I need to do to make it so that no one's yelling. And yeah. whoever that lady was in the video, by the way, like if it was me in that situation, I would be telling her, you need to be quiet. You need to not scream right now. Now is not the time to scream. Whether you're upset, whether maybe it was you or someone else who was involved in the fight, now is the time to be quiet. Yeah. Because every time you scream, you heighten me, which means now I'm more likely to behave in such a way that these police officers are going to put seven bullets in my back, or you're also heightening them because there's two of them and something that the state, whether you're a police officer or a military person or an elected official, something they are all acutely aware of is what no matter how many guns they have, there's always more of us. And so the fact that those cops in that video were already outnumbered, you've got this lady just, ah! it's like, you need to shut the, all the things up. You yeah. need to shut up. I'm going to get on the ground. You need to go back into your house or you get on the ground too and make it so that these officers don't kill us. Yeah. And, uh, and that doesn't mean, by the way, that I think it's cool that those cops were drawing their guns at them. Yeah. But it's just, that, that was the first thing that struck me in the video is no one from my vantage point um, is diffusing the situation police officers or the individuals involved just to and, add to that oh, yeah, point real quick even yeah. there are cases from recent history where even if you do comply you still get shot like the case was in that hotel where they were giving really yeah, convoluted Shaver. yeah really convoluted he was playing simon says yeah. with an assault rifle yeah <laughs> so i think that's all the more to your point do absolutely everything in your power to just calm the situation mm-hmm. down because who knows? Yeah. Maybe they'll even put their guns away. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Um, right. Isn't it sad, too, that it's on, the onus is on the citizen? Yeah, that's crazy. To defuse situations yeah. and not the law enforcement yeah. officer? That's just, like, yeah. also the idea, so backwards. Um, oh, I forgot to mention before. Um, I, I saw some reporters saying that he was tased also. So if two grown men can't keep a person down that's been tased, like, on the ground and, like, uh, de-escalated... You shouldn't be a cop. If if you're if two of you can't do it and you're not going up against like Andre the Giant, you know, which this guy wasn't, uh, like what are you doing? Like you that's part of the job is being able to detain people if they're being non cooperative, I guess, which is like a whole bag of worms of the the idea of the police is the closest thing to absolute power, you know, an average person could ever get to. Basically, you know, do what I say or you're getting thrown in a cage. It's like kind of ridiculous. And so like just to let everybody know, I've been anti-police since before. It was cool. Like (laughs) punk music. That's what I grew up on. These lefties are new to it. And I I don't think they've this is kind of flowing into another point. I was thinking these lefties haven't thought it through because every time this happens. Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Every time this happens. They start a protest, and basically every time it turns into a riot. You want to know what leads to the militarization of police? Citizen riots. You want to know what you're protesting against? The militarization of police. So you're destroying your own cause. Because right-wingers are going to see you burning down a city and say, see, this is why they need this assault rifle, this tank, this, you know, any number of things. a lot of black communities as well who don't participate in the riots. Yeah. Um, slightly anecdotal, but I, I remember when we had riots in our city a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, recently with the George Floyd stuff too, but a couple of years ago, I think it was Mike Brown that they were rioting for at the time. Um, but I worked with a staff of people at a restaurant that were predominantly black and we were getting off work and they knew the riots or, or the protests were happening. And they said, I need to get out of here before they get here. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember specifically it was a, a, a lady named, uh, uh, Ah, crap. It was Courtney who who said that. And um, <clears throat> not that it matters to our listeners, but uh, I just remember her saying that. And I was like, what the... F-? Like, that's such an interesting phrasing from one black person to another black person about black people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the, the protesters and the, the rioters are not the majority of the voice. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me. They're the loudest voice, for sure. Yeah. And, um, Ryan, what was the first thing you said in your point? W- which point? 
Ah, frick, the one you just said, because um, there was something I wanted to... Oh, that protesting against the militarization of police and then turning it into a riot just justifies more calls for the militarization of police. Right, yeah. Sorry, there's something else you said and I wanted to push back on it, but oh. I don't remember. Oh, well, we'll just say I'm right then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, if you're interested in the militarization of police, I know that um, uh, the Foundation for Economic Freedom, or Economic Education, rather, has a really great article on it. Uh, look into the 1033 program. Um, the war on drugs has been a major part of it. Uh because, you know, the crime of somebody putting a plant, you know, the no-no plant in your body justifies <laughs> $1.6 million or a million arrests and like billions of dollars in enforcements and, you know, countless deaths. You know, it, it's it's a nightmare and for something that's not that, I don't want to say not that bad, but shouldn't be legislated by the government, you know. Put in your body, your body, your choice, you know, <laughs> uh, to appeal to the lefties. It, it doesn't make any oh, sense. I, Go for it. I remember the thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you had said that the that um, hate, like disliking the police is new for the left. I would disagree. And the reason yeah. being is because like the hippies and all those people, they have always, I mean, I, I've been listening to a podcast recently about Jim Morrison and just like he was kind of uh, an unheard voice of the left. Like people didn't actually care about it, but he thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, like, it was known that that group of people, those, you know, our, our parents now baby boomers, uh, they hated the police. What's interesting though, is that the issue that those lefties get involved in is like, they've always hated the police, but they've never made the connection that the police are an arm of the state. Yeah. And so what they do is they keep asking the state to hold itself accountable, which is never going to happen. And also, they keep asking the state to treat these other people as if they weren't a part of the state, which is never going to happen. Yeah. And then they keep, and they fall for the state's propaganda, where right now, these riots are happening in protest of what? Because a man died, and because of racism. When, even if this was entirely race-motivated, the people who have the monopoly on the ability to exercise violence on people in the name of, of racism assuming that that premise is the case mm-hmm. is the is the police because they're an arm of the state and so they're they're constant they're never they're they start in the right place police are bad people being able to aggress against me is bad telling me what i can and can't smoke is bad mm-hmm. um but they never make the connection to oh the people that i keep looking to to help me and the people that i keep looking to to support me are that governing body yeah and, so, and they never really make that connection yeah and i guess i misspoke i, I think i meant more so that the left has never hated the police the way they do. Like, it's always been, oh, we need reform and, you know, unconscious bias training. But now they've mm-hmm. landed on, maybe what does it look like to just get rid of it? So th- it's <laughs> <That's> like <true. laughs> it's like a new level of hatred. And libertarians have been there for decades, you know? <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think since the 1890s, <laughs> you know, that's been part of their thing. Uh, or anarchists generally, I guess. Um so they took this opportunity and just blew it, man. Like everyone was on your side with the George Floyd thing. Everyone was on your side with all, like this shooting is going to be harder to leverage because there is enough for right wingers to latch onto, I think. But everyone was on your side and then you went about it in the worst way possible and you start rioting and you start burning stuff down and then you send the right wingers right back into loving the police. And I think we've said this before, but uh man is it frustrating because they do the same thing with like the the drug thing it's like oh well we just want weed it's like all right you're almost there and it's like nah just just the weed thing it's like okay so the the rest of the effects of the war on drugs are going to be just as present but there's just going to be one less plant on the list cool right it's fascinating how quickly these riots get put together yeah it like I think the uh, the shooting happened at six, <clears throat> I think between five or six, and then by eight there was a protest at the location. I think because one thing I think is really interesting is that in Portland, I believe there are already private equity firms that are interested in buying up the land where businesses had been destroyed, and they're looking really? to employ private security like in the future, and that just smells bad to me. That is so suspicious, and I think I we can potentially even look up 
there's a, a map that people have started to create where there's been destructed property and potential, I guess, buyers who might want to mm-hmm. take it. That's so suspicious to me. At the same time, I understand that never let a good crisis go to waste and people will take advantage of yeah. it. But everything about these yeah. riots is a new level of ignorance. It, if you really wanted to change anything, you really need to cater to, I guess, the audience, whoever it is that you're trying to speak to. And by yeah, and guess who doesn't like burning cities? Ninety nine percent of America, right? So Not to mention, <laughs> you're like, I don't everyone know what are you going to do house. when everybody moves out of your city? What is the government going to do? There's yeah. no tax base anymore. I think it's going to be fascinating to see the business ramifications on these riots because it's mainly blue states and cities that are letting these riots happen and it's going to be really interesting to see if they all just get abandoned by businesses because if if i if i owned a business and even if i was target and they burned down my store and the government did nothing to stop it i'm out of the state what's what could possibly be the rationale behind quote-unquote allowing the riots that's what i don't get I, I think it's to avoid well, the cancel culture sort of mentality of look, this is a Black Lives Matter thing. Even though like the riots, I'm not a person who will pin the riots on Black Lives Matter, but the protest morphs into the riot pretty quick, so you can't talk about it too directly because they are there's a transition period where they're one and the same, you know, until all the peaceful protesters go home, and then it turns into mostly peaceful right. <laughs> air quotes. Um, so I think if you call that out cancel culture will get you then it's also the optic of are you putting property over lives and it's like yeah kind which of, just to I clarify <laughs> i'm not saying that getting rid of a riot is easy i understand it's very very complicated but it just is so strange how these have been going on for double digit days in some cities i think 80 in portland ah somebody should do something yeah, i don't think they've stopped since yeah they haven't stopped since george floyd in portland i don't think yeah um and that's the thing though is they've just they've believed the lie that the state sold them to keep them from attacking the state so instead we go and burn down a car dealership Mm -hmm. it just it's it's crazy to me because there's only maybe the state name is different on the car or the county name is different on the car but there's only one uniform i'm seeing that caused these things yeah and that's those those beget the largest uh responses like we had ahmed arbery this year who was killed by like legit racists, like actual yeah. dudes who were like black kids sniffing around in my neighborhood. Get your gun. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like those guys, you know, and no riots, no protests, bunch of Instagram posts I saw from people I knew, but like yeah. it, it was not near as big in the news. Maybe it was because it was such a delayed reaction from when they finally started like releasing other details about it and things like that. But like there was really no big response. Wasn't it also on but the, the minute of the COVID state, and all that? It was at the. It was like right before. Okay. Yeah, it was right before, and and like, it, it. Oh no, no, no! It was right after. It was yeah, right, it was like, like right after. So maybe down, like the right? first two weeks after yeah. COVID lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, COVID wasn't real for me until April. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so none of that happened. But then the state aggresses against a black person. People say, "Oh, racism is real." We we I listened to uh, what was it Chris Cuomo that was on TV saying like this is a community that has the right to mourn in any way they see fit and I'm just like you racist son of a turd like yeah. I cannot believe that you're gonna sit there and say that black people are 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 um uh, exempt from any type of moral uh mor- moral I I can't talk right now but like any type of morals that you want to hold anybody else to mm-hmm. and so it's just like. I don't know, man. It just makes me so angry because like people start burning stuff down and there's not, there's no purpose to it. And And it's not even, you're not even attacking the right enemy. Yeah. I think this is also, I'm upset if we go to the political thing for us, the libertarian party will not come out and like really stick up for the property owners. Like the other two parties are pandering to the black lives matter crowd which is fine. Like the movement's fine. The organization is trash, like whatever, all the disclaimers. Um, I wish the libertarian party would stick up to the property owners and be like, I'm like, this was terrible. Also, here's how we fix this instead of the kind of wishy-washy hashtag black lives matter. And that's it. 
because um, it's blowing the opportunity. Neither, neither the Democrats or the Republicans want to fix this. Obama had uh, the Congress a Democratic majority in 2008, 2010, or through, that, through 2010. Trump had a Republican majority from 2016 to 2018, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. If they wanted to fix this. Could have done literally anything they wanted during those years, by the way, fam. They, like, if, on Obama both wanted sides. to close Guantanamo Bay. Like, both both those times, yeah. yeah. Could have done anything they wanted. If only Didn't we had <laughs> a person in office who could understand the plight of black America and how it is to grow up black. And We had Obama. He didn't do anything, okay? They don't care. They want to keep the problems Without there. Without executive order. They, could have done anything you wanted. They, they, want, they want to keep the problems there so you feel like you need them to fix it. The only party that's ever mm-hmm. been serious about police reform is the Libertarian Party. Not to go tooting our own horns or something, but we mean it. We're, we're small government and we mean it. Okay, Republicans lie to you. They like welfare. They like the military. They like the police. Democrats don't even get me started. The Libertarian Party means it. Okay, if you want to fix the police yeah. problem, you only have one option. Yeah, everything Trump ran on is to come out to not happen. You know, like there has not even been a dent in the national debt. There is no wall. Uh, it, it's just the troops are still go- out, out fighting these wars that are meaningless. And we yep. keep expecting. And it was the same thing with Obama. All of his actual campaign promises, minus like a little bit the Affordable Care Act. He actually kind of snuck that one in, which uh, I was surprised. But outside of that, that's the only thing that he campaigned campaigned on that he actually got done. And it took him two terms to do it. Yeah. And so it's just like. The thing is, though, I struggle a little bit with the Libertarian Party because I love the Libertarian philosophy, yeah, <laughs> like the books and the things I'm learning. Um, but the party is is impotent to me. It yeah. is so in need of like 20 cc's of Viagra. <laughs> like it is just because they're they're constantly trying to appeal to people that are mentally and diametrically opposed to who they are. Yeah, because they're. Uh, they, they, everyone else, Republicans and Democrats, they want to fight about stuff that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They want to fight about whether or not um, you know you're going to support the, the troops. They want to fight about whether or not you're going to get Medicare for all. They want to fight about whether or not you've acknowledged your white privilege, like stuff that literally doesn't amount to a hill of beans a hundred years from now. Yeah. And so then the libertarians come along and say, "Let's talk about the Fed and how monetary policy funds our ability to murder children and put them in cages <laughs> across the sea." And then we're also going to talk about. Let me give you this lesson on how economics also keeps the black communities down and has nothing to do with the police, the Republicans, or the Democrats. And you don't know your history because we've tried this before. And in those countries, it resulted in mass genocide and yeah. everyone goes yeah 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 but did you acknowledge your white privilege they don't care <sighs> yeah it's so refreshing <laughs> to hear you guys talk about this stuff i'm just over here grinning like an idiot because i just love it i love hearing it this is absolutely true <laughs> yeah. who would have thought that politicians lie yeah, what a surprise what and every Egad. the amnesia of people every four years this happens yet mm-hmm. for whatever reason whether the months that lead up to the election all of a sudden everybody's gung-ho and they look make icons out of politicians who are professional liars a lot of them are even lawyers <laughs> oh you know my what, goodness you know what's the most disgusting thing and there was a trend a while back probably around 2016 where uh, i saw a lot of people on reddit getting bernie tattoos and i was like this is a cult oh yeah for sure like what's going on here? very strange um, well, the, but the, the, that's why i was so pro jacob hornberger is because Right now, to me, Jorgensen is appealing to the moderates and appealing to, like, quote, polite society who doesn't want to step on any toes. And Hornberger... People who are voting libertarian just because they don't like the other two. Yeah, they, and, they don't actually... They don't read the books. They don't know the philosophy. They don't know where it came comes from. Yeah, they just want, like... They just want to smoke weed, <laughs> is all. And, and maybe, like, get tax less, maybe. And then you have Horn- right. Hornberger, who's, like willing to be the next ron paul and like i sent you guys the video like ron paul in the 2008 gop debates said that we invited 9-11 more or less like that it was a a form of blowback like we bombed them so they bombed us that is the bravest bravest thing ever to say politically for your career like that'll sink you and he said it. All right, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. The bravest thing you can ever say is to say that it's not enough to simply be not racist. Oh, absolutely. You must be actively anti-racist. I was about to say, where that are you is, going that with that? That is so <laughs> brave. That's so brave. Beautiful um, and brave. Yeah, and, and it just... I'm frustrated with the LP because there's been so many opportunities through this corona thing, through the entirety of Trump's presidency with every one of these Black Lives Matter things 
to make it super known like look we are the reasonable answer to all of this and and we will give both of you not not the establishment that is in office but the constituents who keep voting for you mm -hmm. we will give both of you exactly what you want within reason more or less the left is a little out there we're not going to let your kids get freaking i mean unless i don't know but i mean your kids probably shouldn't have you know hormone blockers and things like that yeah i should let them make that decision as an adult but yeah uh, (laughs) but like it it is but if you want to be trans i'm not going to legislate it if you get libertarians in there yeah i mean (laughs) Do your thing. I'm Chop also going to say this every single. I feel like I'm going to bring this up every time, though. Uh, like, why jump straight to the executive branch? There's so many yeah. levels of government. You've, you're going to have to do a grassroots, kind of like the Tea Party yeah, did, right? I'll, I'll meet you halfway and say, Libertarian Party doesn't have to be Jorgensen. It could be anyone on any level. It's the only way. <laughs> and I feel like there just has to be more emphasis on it. And I almost yeah. feel like it's anyone that is pro libertarian, they should actually be more proactive. Go to your city council meetings, start educating the people that are there, talk to them. Yeah, but that's kind of the thing is like nobody pays attention to local, even if you're a Democrat or Republican. If if Democrats mm-hmm. really wanted to just take this thing over, then they would also it'd be in their interest to also be more engaged locally, right? I actually was going to propose this to you guys because I think it'd be kind of interesting. If we were to actually yeah. poll random people just on the street and be like, how involved are you for the presidential election? Like, are you planning to vote? And are you aware, like, who's running? Like, just really <laughs> easy ones. And then be like, and who's running to be mayor? Yeah. <laughs> who's your state senator? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, I guarantee it's... Yeah, I'm going to vote president. Yeah, I'm just going to vote for whoever has a D or R next to their name. And granted, I've done that. I voted for the libertarian candidate uh, for the county council or something, you uh-huh. know, just because he had an L next to it. I had never heard of him. He got 12 votes, by the way. <laughs> I was one of the 12. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah. sad. And, and like oh the winner gosh. only got and then like libertarians. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> There's literally a we dozen of us. in my town. I I thought I was talking to the only other two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. But this entire thing, and, and I just I wanted to ask. My main thing is instead of going down, like we've said a lot of this, or we've said a lot of things about the police before. What do you guys think are realistic steps that? we could take to fixing this and my number one or i guess my three things that that one turned into three pretty quick yeah. um that was amazing uh and the war on drugs uh and that'll turn more or less the police into defense which i think is a very important distinction uh because like enforce the non-aggression principle and that's basically all they should be doing to me um Two is end the militarization. Again, the 1033 program. You know, get the tanks out of the police departments. What? And then um, I think it'd be interesting as a concept, uh, all of these movements to defund or abolish the police. If a community wants to... Re- Hear me out. Yeah. If, if, the, <laughs> if a community wants to reject the services from the government because it's, to them, systematically killing their population and what like whether or not you want to get into the numbers of whether they actually are like regardless if a community thinks that's the case don't they have the right to say we don't want you here is that unreasonable and then like let them if they want to do some like community watch thing fine if they want to do the private defense thing fine like don't they have the right to then refuse what they think is only hindering their existence i think it's it's a uh, I don't know. I don't even know exactly how to answer that. I would say that what would you, where would you draw the line? What proportion of the population has to agree to that for that to be? Well, we're in democracy, so fifty-one percent. <laughs> right. I think that's a terrible idea. I I would agree that it's a terrible idea, but also, um, if a county wants to, then that forty-nine percent will move pretty quick. If there was if actually is a like way a to ensure that the dialogue about the issue was thoroughly discussed. Yeah, which is hard because they never discuss anything. Exactly. 
and I don't exactly know how you would go about educating the public on like the logistics of it. Yeah, I don't even know if they'd care. Like, I think well, on to a- me that that is the solution uh, to Ryan's question is Ryan is much more like practical. I think with that, like actual things that will change things in the big ways. Um, I'm not a hundred percent on the police thing, but I mean, I still think it's at least something practical that's we can try. Yeah. Um, but to me, I think the greatest thing that would change this country. Um, anytime I say the word country, I just think of Trump saying it. Cause he always says it like in this wonderful in this country, country, God bless but, our country. Um, <laughs> doesn't he say it like all the time in this, in this country? When I was in the I country, know. I didn't but, realize how country the country was countrying. <laughs> So that's why I went to the country club and then I hit the ball into the country. Um, and was it the super side note? Wasn't it the Biden ad that had like Trump like talking about all the people who died from COVID and then it showed Trump in a golf cart? Like this is your president that's, or something? I think so, yeah. Because well, it's I was his like, fault. <laughs> what did Obama do for his entire presidency? Change the world. Golf. Will a... He golfed and got a Nobel a, Peace oh, Prize. He, but cha- anyway, he changed the world, he, Henry. He got, he got a trophy... <laughs> You got a Nobel for Peace participation. Prize. You got a, I think it's hilarious that Obama got a Nobel Peace Prize. But anyways, what was it? Eleven months after his presidency, I think started so. something. Like anyway, that. and how does war um, equate with? But peace? I think the greatest thing, yeah, nineteen ninety said hope and change. Yeah. That deserves a peace prize. But um, so I think the greatest thing that would actually change like a lot of what we see is it has to start like in our hearts and in our minds first before we can even get to the practical. Yeah. And I think that people need to recognize that there is a difference. Basically, they need to internalize the first two chapters of Anatomy of the State. They need to be able to realize who is the state, what is it not, and how do I relate with it, not whether or not I am a part of it because I'm not, See, I, unless I'm in it. I, I, you know? Let me, I guess, rephrase the question because I think it's easy to be like, well, in a perfect libertarian society, like to do that, but in the current system... Like, you know, Cetris Param or whatever it is, the economics thing, all other things equal. Like, so how do you make it Jake happen? Jake skipped a big step. Step one, learn to read. Step two, <laughs> reading comprehension. Step three, internalizing. <laughs> um, so, like, that's why I'm kind of, that's where I want to think about it. Because, like, libertarians to me have the answer to most things, you know, pretty solid uh, but it's the That's how do we get there? Pat on the back. <laughs> I mean, dude, the, like Keynesian economics have dominated, and Democrat and Republican big government status policies have dominated for the last hundred-ish years easily. Like they've got their shot, and everything's getting worse. Yeah. So every year, every year it's getting worse. <laughs> like. People can't afford to live as well as they used to. You know, like the dollar is currently being or uh, constantly being devalued. Like everything is getting and worse. The, so why don't the we data try? would suggest <laughs> that it's not even so much libertarian as far as like the party or the label, mm-hmm. but the data would suggest that the more government involves, the crappier things get, and that is consistent across all cultures. That is consistent across all civilized nations. Mm-hmm. Is that the more the government gets involved in X, Y, or Z? the less high quality or cost effective X, Y, or Z becomes. Yeah. That is, that is the empirical data. What's the, uh, the biggest three examples, <laughs> healthcare, education, housing. You know what we're having cost crises with healthcare, education, and housing. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And it's just insane. And so and most people don't want to swallow that. Also pill, banking. <laughs> Oh, oh my uh, gosh. That's, that's a, a whole thing. Um, so like, that's fun. That's but, that's why I was kind of wondering. Like, I got some bass in my voice thinking about it, how much in, I hate that. But uh, like in the current the, system. The craziest <laughs> thing is people, they don't trust one another, yet they do trust a stranger that constantly lies. So how in the world do you ever think you're going to solve anything? Because that's just the, the, the nature of humans, I guess. It, this is an interesting point that I've, brought up a lot of times uh, like in personal discussions is when i pitch libertarianism and like leaning towards self-governance you know uh people always say oh you can't trust people they're you know that doesn't take into account human nature or whatever it's like okay so you think the only thing keeping somebody from killing you is the fact that there's a government protecting you but you want to pay for that potential murderer's health care 
if the only thing keeping humans from killing somebody is the law, I don't want to fund their health. They're not worth living, you know? <laughs> That's not a good person. That's not somebody I want to support financially. <laughs> Right, yeah. The craziest thing is that and I, there's that's why I line, lean into constant line. Yeah, yeah. So, why are we still buying into a system that clearly doesn't care about us? The, yeah, they, they don't care at all. <laughs> do you remember the troll that hit us up on Instagram? Oh, yeah, that yeah. was like basically, and we criticize Biden a lot because I mean, there's well, not to mention, I guess I mean, we're the also man contrarians. Not, well, if the majority of the population was super like pro-Trump, we would probably do a lot more anti-Trump stuff. It also right. Trump gets crapped on enough yeah. that everyone knows already what's wrong with Trump. Yeah. It's <laughs> not really funny or original to criticize Trump. Yeah, because whatever joke it is, it's been done before a million you know? times. I'm yeah. much more excited to criticize it's, the party itself and all of the representatives that are in there because they're doing a banger job. I, yeah, they <laughs> suck. They they aren't doing anything meaningful. They're terrible. Yeah. And so, and I I totally agree, man. I remember what was it when uh uh. Uh, Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, that smug <laughs> son of a bee when he was just like smirking behind yeah. people when the State of the Union dresses. I just wanted to punch him in the throat. At the time, <laughs> I hadn't read Anatomy of the State yet, so I couldn't figure out why I had this rage for my my kin. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just like anyway. Uh, I have no idea what I was about to say anymore. But I'm just thinking. <laughs> but it's just like aggravate. Oh yeah, yeah, because they lie to us all the time, and. It's interesting to me because people don't um, they don't even want to recognize like how much influence the president actually has. Mm -hmm. Most of it's by way of executive order now, which if you're on the right, no matter what Trump executive orders, you should be a huge red flag because uh, on the right, you tend to be a little bit more caring about that little document called the Constitution and executive ordering things into power is I mean, a little bit, I said. They don't actually care yeah, about a, it, but they care a little bit. Just a little bit. They like to even they like to at least invoke it in a way that kind of makes sense. They had sense. a huge issue Unlike, with it when Obama would do it. They're like right. super... And that, uh, now Trump does it, and they're like, oh, yeah, Keystone Pipeline. I'm like, no, that's yeah. illegal. Feel, that is illegal. I feel like Republicans, <laughs> when they read the Constitution, they get tired around the fourth one, and then they stop. <laughs> they just get that's, tired. That's usually bad... <laughs> That's usually about the rights that they care about. Is like freedom of speech, guns. I guess the third can be thrown in. Third, a third amendment has held up pretty good. To be fair, <laughs> you aren't uh, housing soldiers, but then they just get tired. <laughs> you know, the farther down they go, um, and then and it's not even so much the Bill of Rights. It's really like the actual Constitution, yeah. like the the Articles of, of the Constitution. Is it's that that'll make you tired? But it's. It's very well wrought and very important, and Republicans only care about it to a point, as up to the point at which it, it it plays to their base, who also think that they agree with the Constitution. Because yep. what's funny is that libertarians actually are better constitutionalists than the right or the left, um, which is interesting because a lot of people would say, "Oh, you're way too liberal on certain issues." Like, no, the Constitution doesn't actually grant me the power to have a political opinion about this, which yeah. is why go do some drugs. Right. <laughs> um, you know, if you die, not my fault. Um, don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs, man. It's not a good idea. Drugs are really bad. It's ruined a lot of families. That's just what they want you it's to also think. Made a lot of, also made a lot of nights really awesome. <laughs> That's a joke. The only drugs you're allowed to do are caffeine and alcohol from from White Claw. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Ryan, your face was like, "Is he being serious?" <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Jake is a rampant heroin user, so I know he's not being serious. Um, that's a joke. <laughs> For legal purposes, that's a joke. I apologize okay. to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think it's a a really interesting thought experiment because it's it's one of those things where if if we were in like Ancapistan, libertarian utopia like it'd be super easy I to mean, be like oh well this is how police would be taken here's care of. a here's a, in the a current novel system. idea how about just accountability right self-responsibility what that would be wonderful <laughs> uh yeah. if people actually used their second amendment right and were cognizant of how to defend themselves i feel like people's attitude towards other people's property would change they might actually respect one another then same for the yeah. cops cops could actually be trained in 
uh, de-escalation as opposed to escalation all the time. I feel like that'd be mm-hmm. pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I think that if you lowered the funding for the police, you're probably not going to get better service because that's typically not how that works. Yep. Um, they could also you actually gotta, be gotta, in good shape. They rely so much on guns when yeah. in reality you should be able to restrain an individual the moment you outnumber them. Didn't Joe Rogan talk about that? How they should be like certified in like jujitsu yeah, or something like that? He's also yeah. said like uh, he, yeah. he said that for the same sort of reasons, um, having smaller women as cops and also having lower standards for women cops is just a terrible idea because they have to resort to the gun faster right. than guys One who are just biologically points, though, bigger. That Joe did make was that if you're grappling regularly, then getting smacked in the face isn't going to scare you. You're so used to that contact. But then a lot of cops, mm-hmm. on the other hand, literally have zero experience with being yeah. in a conflict. So automatically they twice. overreact, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, uh, the greatest way to get your rights taken away from you is to not exercise yeah. them. Yeah. And well, what a lot of people probably realize but haven't, like, connected before is like if you see the most obese person you've ever seen like i mean like the most obese person you've ever seen you can they, see them from far in away. fact have it i mean from from a long way off like prodigal son style you know <laughs> um <laughs> uh what's interesting is they they still have like a six or eight whatever pack of abs they do it's just that there's so many layers of fat over top that now what what they would identify as their abs are they they think they aren't there but they in fact are your muscles don't go away just because they're smaller or covered in layers of fat but we we will in our minds say oh i don't have abs i wish i had abs you you do have abs you have eight of eight of those little nodes just like any other action figure you've ever seen you've got the obliques you've got them all but because you've got fat you say i don't have them and that's how people think like with a lot of different uh, a lot of different laws that are passed, as how people think in their relationships to the police, how people think about guns, is that because I don't exercise this, it doesn't exist or it shouldn't exist for other people. Mm-hmm. And if more, I wish that like there are more people who just exercised their rights because that would be a, an incredible way to change the the landscape of this of this place because people aren't even aware of the rights that they have because they don't exercise them yeah. and they're very comfortable legislating them away for themselves and others because they have no. Like if you made abs illegal and you were obese your entire life, you you would never even know what what it felt like to have abs. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like speaking of, so that, I, I think I've been thinking. Uh, I think it would be a massive political win if Trump. And again, I'm not a fan of executive orders, but in in this sort of situation, if he executive ordered Castle Doctrine nationwide, I think you'd win a lot of people over. Because in a lot of these states where riots are happening, yeah, so it's basically the idea that if somebody's coming to attack you and your property, you can defend yourself. What I think is funny is regardless. Do you know what the contrast Mm is? What? Henry, just before, before, sorry, I know you're making a point, but do you know what the opposite of that is? That is the case in a lot of places. To retreat, is it? Retreat to the wall. Yeah. So like if, if someone comes into your home and they want to take all of your recording equipment, right? you have to be in a position to where like you have to run into like your your parents room or something like that which is not the recording room and let them take your stuff unless they come into you and you've retreated to the wall does that make sense yeah so the fact that like for a lot of people owning a weapon means nothing because you have to make sure that you're in a position where you're very much in danger yeah and before you're allowed to fire and just to uh because I know there could be somebody listening to this saying, so are you saying that you value your property over that person's life? Correct. Because when yes. someone and then is, clearly, if they don't respect your property, they don't respect you either. If And also, if they're stupid enough to break into somebody's house in an armed society, then clearly they value your property over their life too. So why why should I think any different? You know, And I don't know Very what they're here point, for. Ryan. There are so many, like less invasive moments in life where people will punch you in the face so when you actually break Mm -hmm. in while someone is let's say sleeping which is a very vulnerable situation 
arguably the most vulnerable there is there like how are you supposed to that or pooping <laughs> yeah how are you supposed to assume that this person's going to show any restraint whatsoever you can't they've already broken in and that's why i think it'd be a massive political win especially towards like the law and order side of the country if he were to just be like look i'm overturning all of these like duty to retreat laws and now shop owners stand your ground like get your rooftop koreans why do we (laughs) even need a government like why do they need to throw us a bone why do we need their permission Uh, it's, great question i don't care what city i'm in if somebody breaks into my hotel room i guess what game over guy like yeah come invited yeah, yeah. Come, <laughs> come in the great words of colin <laughs> uh, yeah I, and i think it's especially atrocious when these places like i know seattle is one of them for sure where they have these laws that say if somebody breaks in you can't blast them <laughs> I, uh, do you know what i'd probably say i'd be like well i guess i gotta go to the store and buy some bleach because i've got some evidence <laughs> to get rid of <laughs> um, but in those same places they will that's not an admonition of guilt that was a joke that is, for legal reasons, that's a joke. But in, in, in those places they will also in a riot tell the cops to stand down so like the one thing the government's there for is to protect life and property and when the one thing where they can justify their existence, they tell them to stand down and make you also stand down. I think that's uh, immoral and borderline evil. And uh, it, Trump, I think, would win. He would win part of my heart if he were to do that. Because there's a lot of things I think Trump could do to sweep. This I know, election. but that's assuming. And he's just not going to do any of Democracy's real, guys. Come on. It's not. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean. I, what I mean, though, is like if he wants to make it so that some people realize that he's like or at least go out with a bang while he's the president, yeah. you know, it's either a massive risk or a massive. I mean, there's a reason why is to say he's called a swamp. One person yeah. cannot go in well, there and accomplish anything. That's just the nature of the. Beast. It is. It is literally a swamp, yeah. actually. Like, yes, literally. sir. Like not like it is. I'm on board. Well. <laughs> well, that's fitting. <laughs> well, it's real no, fitting. but like it's literal. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if Trump had any cojones whatsoever, he would just get on a podium, right, and say, "We sw- we as government officials at the federal and state levels have sworn an oath to this Constitution. So as of today, by." threat of military i don't know but like he could say (laughs) literally it would be armageddon it would be crazy but he could just say it and it and it's it's true he could say any covid lockdown restriction that's been put in place by a governor that's unconstitutional is now lifted not in my i don't need an executive order pen it's the constitution no any uh illegal immigrant that x y and z no like just done we're not playing the game anymore it's not in the constitution we're not doing it mm-hmm. um he could just go through all of that stuff and and same thing with guns like castle doctrine everywhere not because i need to executive order but because the constitution says by way of second amendment that the free exercise thereof will not be infringed you have a right to protect your home no yeah. and he could just go through all these different especially conservative leaning uh i mean they're the constitution to me is not conservative or left, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Things that conservatives like to hang on to. Uh, he could go through every one of those and just boom, 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 you know boom. What? And then just watch the world burn yeah. and it would be amazing. You know what pissed me off a lot is, uh, what I think it's, it's probably been a week and a half, two weeks now when Trump made an announcement saying, I'm going to pardon someone super important tomorrow. And then the next day comes and it's the like billionth anniversary of women's, uh, voting rights or something like that or women's suffrage that's the word for it and then he pardons susan b anthony who is dead and not edward snowden or julian assange or ross ulbrich you know i'm like you could have made a massive difference like edward snowden is a is a hero of mine you could have made a massive difference and you chose to do this virtue signaling thing and pardon a dead woman are you joking? And nope. you made you made it a big thing. I'm surprised he knew who she was. He's got no balls, man. He did He's, it probably until he, that morning. <laughs> probably not. Who, who am I going to pardon again? I told them it was going to be somebody <laughs> really make important. A, let's make a quick um, go to pardon to attend. I am pardoning <laughs> Casey Anthony. <laughs> Susan. It's Susan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I would like to pardon John Benet Ramsey. I mean Casey oh. Anthony. <laughs> uh, so that, that um, made, there's again, there's a lot of. I was moderately almost hopeful it, when Trump got elected. Almost like here's this like bull in a china shot. Maybe he'll come in and really shake things up and like make some serious change. And he's just turned into it exactly what he said he was lot, running about. Though. It revealed a lot about the country. It revealed a lot about yeah. who some people are. I, I do think it sped up the cultural decay by like 20 years. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it uh, was... Well, we didn't. We weren't even really aware of the deep state until Trump got in office, and then we started to see the tendrils of the FBI and the CIA in a way that I think most people hadn't seen. Which I wish that a lot point. more yeah. people paid attention um, to that. That's such a big deal. Well, they the ones that don't pay attention to it are the ones that liked what they were doing because they were trying to frock right. Trump. Right. And so it, it it's the whole thing that we always talk about how people have no morals, no values. Like if it if it's for their guy, they don't care. Just like we're in a in a world where the the, the left literally, uh, Biden was kind of like the centrist guy. Mm-hmm. He secures the nomination and he just takes one big step over to the left. What was really funny about that is that then he asked Kamala Harris to be his running mate. So in the age of like Green New Deal, defund the police, uh, racists, anti-slavery, anti uh, anti racist he's gonna him who has a very racist voting record and more sound bites than you could shake a stick at like anybody with a with a cell phone in their pocket could find all of joe biden's racist blunders yeah um even from when he was mentally sane by the way he's been racist for a long time um and then we're gonna like uh, oh yeah kamala harris who you know wanted people to be slaves who is okay with uh priests diddling children as long as it serves her purposes um she's just like so evil and then the left's like oh yeah that's how we're gonna fix the problem of this guy in wisconsin getting killed by the cops is we've got a pro-pedophile anti-black pro-prison prosecutor and a historic racist that's gonna be the president to get the guy out that said on both sides about charlottesville it's just like you guys have no morals no values you're just happy that there's a d after their name and it's not democrat yeah i think it's uh i've seen a couple of people that we know saying like we gotta get trump out because of things like this it's like what did trump do that what would any president do that would influence this shooting right here absolutely nothing nothing (laughs) <laughs> absolutely nothing um i don't know it, i love the meme that you me- kind of referenced when we were texting each other about like that meme that's been going around a lot of right-leaning people have been sharing it saying oh so you're voting for biden tell me one reason why without mentioning trump yeah and i think it's very poignant because yeah and they can throw some like uh well i believe in health care for all sort of thing but it's still like okay you got one thing and granted, there's a lot of single-issue voters out there, which is bad, and another strike against democracy. Uh, but, I don't know. It's just generally frustrating. But um, that's uh, about our time. Running up on 50 or so minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. Henry just put in the chat. He needs to bounce soon. So, oh, hey. how convenient. Hey. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, forgot to mention it at the front, but read Lysander Spooner, uh, No Treason, Constitution and No Authority. We're going to read that and talk about it on Monday, probably. Because um, Thursday is the RNC. And that's going to be a nightmare. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm sure. It's going to suck. I it's hope it's just suck. like Kid Rock Super Bowl level. I hope I hope Trump kicks the door down, has an AR-15 slung around his back, and then has Kid Rock playing in the background. That was not an (laughs) eagle, but (laughs) just a pigeon. (laughs) 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 Um, So that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, Jake, did you have something? Uh, Yeah. So um, I just wanted to shout out two people who have left us reviews on Apple uh, Podcasts. Whoever, 14 or Pixelando and 017, all the symbols, maybe you're trolls. I don't know. But you guys gave us five-star reviews, and I really, really appreciate it. Well, all the boys do. Um, thanks for having lunch with us. We love you. More five-star reviews. Only five Instagram, stars. at the Lunch Boys Pod. Only five stars. Four stars, we send them back. <laughs> um, and then Twitter, uh, at the Lunch Boys, P-O, the number one on Twitter. 
uh, and you can keep up with us there. Uh, let us know what you thought of any of our episodes or ask us questions, slide into our DMs. Just wanted to plug our things. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Lunch Boys. Join us again next week as we watch the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. Bye-bye now. Stay safe out there. There's a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. Wear a mask. Or don't. Who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it.